0: This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert.
1: It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you that are watching today. Some of you are watching for the first time. We have those who watch every time we come on the air. We're on the air twice a day five days a week, and some of you get up early in the morning to watch Getting to Know Your Bible. We appreciate those who have that type of interest. Now, today we're going to be discussing this topic, Facing Tragedy. Tragedy all around us today. We want to talk about that. How do you face it? How do we face tragedy in life? Now, today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. May I emphasize that it's free And we want you to have it in order that you might know more about the course and that you might know how to receive the course. Let's pause for just a moment.
0: To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail. And it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314 Somerdale, Alabama, 36580,
1: or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm going to be reading today out of the book of Nahum, and I'm going to look at chapter 1 of the book of Nahum, verse 7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knows those who trust in Him. There's tragedy all around us. There's the tragedy of of war. And I, I have an idea that almost every person watching the telecast right now Know someone, either a relative or a friend or an acquaintance, who's been involved in war. And it's so tragic. It's some of the things that happen to people as they go off to war. that there's violence around us today. There is murder. It, it is a sad day when someone will go into a place of business or go into a school and begin to kill people. But well, that's the kind of a society that we live in today. There's the tragedy of abortion when the lives of little babies are taken before they have an opportunity to, to really live outside their mother's womb. There, there's a tragedy of abuse today Spousal abuse. Children are abused today. Often children are abused by someone that's very close to them, maybe a relative or a, or a friend of theirs. There, there's the tragedy of broken homes. There's so much tragedy around us today. And we could go on and on. How do you face tragedy? Tragedy. How, how do you face tragedy, for example, when, when you've lost a loved one? How, how do you face tragedy when you've lost your job, when you've lost your home? I, 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 have, I, I know of people right now who've lost their homes. Their homes are in foreclosure. They have nowhere to go. And in reality, they're almost out on the street. Fortunately, in some cases, there are relatives that let them stay with them. Friends may let them stay. But all of these things are very tragic happenings. So how do you face it? I'd like to give you some very practical uh, suggestions today as to how to face tragedy if you may be facing it yourself. First of all, I want to suggest that you face tragedy with God. You face tragedy with God in Psalms 46 in verse 1 the, the psalmist said the Lord is our refuge and our strength a very present help in time of trouble and look at the verse I read to you earlier from the book of Nahum the Lord is good and God is good all the time not some of the time And then he says he's a stronghold in the day of trouble. So why would you not look to God when there's some tragedy that happens in your life? Face it with God. I know some people try to blame God when bad things happen. There's a question asked in the Old Testament, If the Lord be for us, why then is all of this befalling us? Why is it that we want to blame God for all of the bad things in life when the reality is all of the bad bad things that happen in life are not His fault? That the reason that we have trouble sometimes is because of poor decisions we've made. That the reason sometimes that things happen in our lives is because of satanic problems. Satan is working. Maybe they're poor decisions someone else has made. But the first thing some people want to do is blame it on God. Why don't we let the devil have his due for a change? And so tragedy can be faced with God. A woman asked one time after she had lost a child a lost a son, she said, where was God when my son died? And someone wisely replied the same place he was when his son died. You see, God knows what it is to lose a son. He gave his only begotten son to die the death of the cross. Face tragedy with God. Face tragedy with the Bible. One of the very first things some would want to do when some tragic things happen is they they turn their backs upon the Bible. But that's the place to which we ought to resort for help and comfort. Think think about the comfort that has been received from thousands upon thousands of people by reading the great 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's comforted thousands of people. I don't know how many times over the years and in conducting a funeral service and especially at the committal service in the cemetery that, that I would have all present to, to read along with me, to say out loud the great 23rd Psalm. And, and you say, well, why would you do that? Because there is so much comfort that's in that particular psalm. Think of the comfort that one receives in reading from the 14th chapter of John's gospel where Jesus began that chapter, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Where I am, there you may be also. You see, there is something in the Bible that can help us in whatever situation we may be dealing with in life. Tragedy comes. Face it with God. Face it with the Bible. A third suggestion that I would make about tragedy is that when it comes that you face tragedy with prayer. You know, Jesus said, Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. That's in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 22. Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus knew that the cross was looming ahead of Him. Well, what is one to do when they realize what is ahead like that uh, is he going to just to give up in despair he prayed he prayed and he said father if it be possible let this cup pass nevertheless not my will but your will be done jesus prayed when he was facing the tragedy of the cross we need to be praying today when we have tragic things to happen happen in our lives take it to the lord in prayer in philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 the apostle wrote be careful that means don't worry be careful for nothing But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now let's just suppose that you're facing a tragedy. Let's just suppose that you have just learned that you've lost your job. You have very little money saved. And you're not going to be getting another paycheck after this week. And you don't know what you're going to do. Why don't you take that to the Lord in prayer? Pray about it. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything that happens in your life. And you'll have the promise of verse 7. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts. The word keep means to guard your heart. And so we'll have the peace that other people might not be able to understand because we've put our problems before God. Again, take it to the Lord in prayer. Prayer is powerful. There is power in the effectual prayer of a righteous person. 1 Peter 3.12 says, The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. His ears are open unto their prayers. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. James 5 and 16 reads, Confess your faults one to another, and pray ye one for another. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There's a veiling power in prayer. So how do you face tragedy? Face it with God. Face it with the Bible. Face it with prayer. And there are more things wrought with prayer than the world dreams of. There is power in it. Power to change circumstances. Power to change things. Power to change people. Pray as if if it all depended upon the prayer that you're praying. But then another thing we need to do as we face tragedy is to face it with our friends. Perhaps you've had the the experience of losing someone you love and uh, of course your friends would come by to, to visit you. And... That that was of great comfort to you. On the other hand, I've known people that when they had a tragedy come, that they would shun their friends. And they would withdraw from their friends. Oh, don't do that. Face tragedy with your friends. Now, if you're the friend and you're going to comfort somebody that's maybe lost their job or lost a loved one, or had some other loss in their life, some other tragic happening in their life, Let me tell you what not to say, please. Please don't say, I know just how you feel. Because, dear friend, you don't know how other people feel. You may have had a similar thing to happen to you in your life. But there is absolutely no way, no way that you know how somebody else feels. The two two people may experience the same type of thing and each respond to it differently. I think the best thing to say when you go, for example, to a funeral home and you're going to comfort a friend of yours, the best thing to say is, I'm so sorry. And sometimes silence is golden. Sometimes your presence says it all. My my wife was relating someone the other day something that happened in our uh, when I was uh, beginning preaching many many years ago and and there was a tragedy that happened a young six year old boy was killed uh, one afternoon very tragic his parents are still friends of ours to this day and and I told my wife I said I'm going over to their house and I said I want you to go with me she said I, I don't want to go I think. She was a young preacher's wife and didn't have any experience at that time and she didn't know how to face it and didn't know what to say. I said, yes, honey, you're going to go with me today. And we went over to their house. We just visited and listened to them and quietly listened and then after a while we had prayer and we left. And a few days later, my wife got a card from that woman telling her, how much she appreciated the help that she gave her. All she did was show up. You see, the best thing you can do to help someone going through a tragedy is just to be there for them. Don't tell them you know how they feel because you do not. And so face tragedy with your friends. Don't withdraw from them. Another suggestion I make about the the facing of tragedy is face it with the passing of time. Now, t- time helps to heal wounds. I- I've had a number of surgeries over the last number of years, and, and uh, those surgeries were, some, some of them were more delicate and more extensive than others. But every one of them left a mark where the doctor cut on my body and soon after that, well, well, that cut, well then, it was a very tender spot. Very tender. Took it time to heal. And it hurt. Some of them hurt. But you see, over the process of time, that wound began to heal. Sometimes we have wounds of the heart. It takes time for the wounds of the heart to heal. And so the passing of time helps. Someone says, are you saying, Brother Lambert, that you'll forget about what happened? Absolutely not. I can promise you one thing. You'll never forget. You'll never forget the tragedy that happened. You'll never forget the circumstances of the tragedy. But the passing of time will help you to live and to be able to go on with your life. So face tragedy with the passing of time. But I make one other suggestion, one final suggestion, and perhaps it's the most important suggestion. Face tragedy with eternity in view. Paul knew that eternity loomed ahead of him when he said, I'm ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight, finished the course, kept the faith. He, he knew what the future had in store for him. But he was facing it with eternity, with Jesus in view. For he then went on to say, There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, with which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, not to be only, but unto all of them that love His appearing. Sometimes we are prone to forget about the purpose of being in this life. Our purpose in this life is to prepare for another. If you want to boil it down to just the the, the most basic fundamental fault, Being in this world is about preparing for the next. That this is just the dressing room on the stage of life for for eternity. And so when we have a tragedy, face it with that in view. In the last few years of my mother's life, she had Alzheimer's. And she got to the point that she did not know me, she did not know my brothers, that she did not know my dad. She still retained the ability to sing songs, especially could she sing Amazing Grace. And she was such a sweet, godly woman. I don't know of a woman that loved the Word of God any more than my mother she studied it, and she read it, and she lived by it to the best of her ability. She taught it to others. But now she's sick. And it broke my dad's heart. And one day he came to me after I had finished preaching, and I was standing at the door as preachers are prone to do, shaking hands with the audience as they leave. And dad steps up. And he has such a sad look on his face. And I said, Daddy, what's wrong? He, he said, it's your mother, son. It's your mother. You see, he was so heartbroken. This was his sweetheart. They were soulmates from the time when they were 12 and 13 years old. And now she doesn't even know who he is. Well, well, he just caught me off guard, you know. Here I finished preaching, and, and, and I'm trying to speak to people, and especially visitors, and, and now Daddy is coming up with this sad face. I'm going to tell you what I told him. I said, Daddy, Mother's a Christian. And I said, Daddy, she's lived such a good, godly life. I said, please, Daddy, let's not forget the purpose of the trip. And the purpose of the trip is to go home to be with the Lord one day. I'm thankful that my mother and dad both have now gone home to be with the Lord. Maybe now they can be together. I don't know about those things on life's other side, but I know that they both were died in Christ. May we, may we face tragedy with, with eternity in view. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul did in, when he wrote the Second Corinthian letter in Second Corinthians chapter four, and, and in verse 16, he said, "For which cause we do not lose heart." Have you ever lost heart over something? Have you ever been disheartened because someone uh, betrayed you? Have you ever been lose heart and become discouraged because a friend turned against you? Have you ever been discouraged simply because of the circumstances that exist in this world? If you look around, there's enough to discourage you. But you see, Paul would not have let anything discourage him. He he said, for this cause, we do not lose heart. Paul said, we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. He said, the things that are seen are merely temporary things. The things that are not seen are eternal." You look at your house. Look around at your house. It's temporary. So someday somebody else's name is going to be on that deed. Look at your car. It's temporary. And then look in the mirror. That old body of yours is beginning to wind down. It's temporary. One day the Lord gave you a new body. A glorified body. You die in Christ. You see, the things of this world are not going to last. The world passes away in the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So you've got to face tragedy in life thinking about eternity. Thinking about the next life. But but you're not ready to face all of that you're not really ready to face tragedy in life unless you have God on your side. He wants to be. He wants to be your Father and He wants you to be His child. You need to be in a position so that you can pray, My Father in heaven. That you're his, He is here, your Father, and you are His child. You can only do that if you're in his family. And it is a great privilege and blessing to be in that family. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. And to be in that family, you must be born into that family. Nicodemus asked, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered him in John the third chapter in verse five, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus in verse seven says, You must be born again. You must be born of water and of the Spirit to enter the kingdom of heaven. Someone says, Well, what does that mean? There is a commentary on those verses in the book of Galatians, the third chapter, and verses 26 and 27. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We become children of God by faith in Christ, and we're baptized into Christ. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. To Nicodemus, he said, you must be born of water and of the Spirit. And so today, I would encourage you to become a member of the family of God called the church. And I would encourage you to be prepared to face tragedy in your life with God on your side. And remember what Paul said in Romans 8, 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Tragedy is coming. That's a part of life. Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble, Job 14.1. You can face tragedy, and you can face it and win. I want to thank you for watching today, and until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.
0: Give me the Bible.